0: they're saving the planet yes, thank God. in Paris. Mm-hmm. Thank heaven. Because, uh, you know, we have one major problem, and that's climate change. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the rest is just nonsense. As you know, Stuart.
1: It's our biggest uh, long-term threat. And short-term. It's and, catastrophic well, yes. right now. Yeah, carries I've noticed, been saying long-term lately which is interesting because that's, that's a separation really? from their... Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah. That's not the talking point, man. They can't man. say that when there's people being beheaded in the streets and executed at rock shows. And yet they do. They the still president do does. It, yeah.
0: I mean, Obama says short-term, and this is now, and it's happening, and it's catastrophic already. Uh, so anyway, through all the smog in India, the, the coal-hungry Indians see carbon imperialism as the big problem in the West. Uh, John Kerry last week singled out the country most likely to pose a challenge to climate change. It wasn't China. He said it's India. On top of the carbon spewing traffic that clogs the Indian capital streets, that challenge comes in the enormous form of the one and a half billion tons of coal the country aims to extract annually by 2020. That's double the current output. So, But they can Right? Because they haven't achieved what we've achieved, and it's not fair. Somehow, because we advanced quicker than they did, that's not fair. We should have stopped somewhere along the way and made sure they catch up.
1: Well, the argument goes that we were able to build our economy on these evil, uh, poisonous gases, these dirty fuels, Mm -hmm. uh, because they're so inexpensive. And these countries shouldn't have to be forced to build their countries on expensive uh, sources of energy, which is the only time they admit they're expensive sources of energy. All the other right, times, they're I competitive, they and, they're great, and, great. and they're what they we should be using them all the time. Yeah. But in this case, they say it's expensive because it benefits them. Once again, whatever's in front of them that benefits them at that moment is what they say. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the idea that... Um, China should be able to use coal as much as they want because China came up, um, uh, you know, they they didn't get to advance like we did. Now, of course, they took advantage of all of our advancements. They've taken advantage of all the things that we've invented through this period. They've Mm -hmm. taken advantage of all the innovations that we've created through this period. They've taken advantage of all the Nobel Prizes that we've won for science and other things throughout this period, medicine. Uh, But uh, that they get for free. That's not our gift to them. That is something that they, uh, uh, you know, that's just, they just deserve that. They deserve to take advantage of all of our innovations, and yet we're supposed to pay them. I mean, what they're talking about is us redistributing, uh, over the long, uh, long course of time, trillions of dollars. I mean, globally, it's trillions of dollars of GDP from wealthy countries to uh, countries that are not as wealthy so that they can advance their countries with more expensive technologies like solar, like wind, um, I'd say like nuclear, but that would make way too much sense. Um, and also, I don't want a lot of those countries to have nuclear power. So, point being, uh, you get to the end of the road here, and what they're lo- talking about um, is just a big redistribution of wealth. It's taking yes. money from uh, yes. evil rich people uh, and, you know, Glenn Beck, and giving it to you know the Jeffies of the world. and I don't, Oh, good know. golly,
0: we can't. I mean, obviously, holy cow. When you put it like if that. If that's true. I am for this. <laughs> you're on board Not with really. the Indians. That's, That's, yeah. Really? You're also... Oh, man, yeah. climate change is the biggest
1: thing we've <laughs> faced in the world ever <laughs> you 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 laugh because obviously uh, you know this is a ridiculous analogy <laughs> with Glenn but it is exact what Jeffy just did is exactly what these countries are doing oh, yep, they're saying yeah. wait a minute uh wait we get lots You're of free money? money Uh yeah we're with you on climate change too oh, oh, yeah. oh wow yeah huge huge important thing. and then you,
0: and then you wonder well why uh, uh, would these people be pushing this climate change agenda if it's not actually true why mm. money money follow the money every single time and that works whether it's al gore or whether it's uh the nation of india or china follow the money uh and follow their hatred for america because it's all about bringing us down and bringing the undeveloped countries up but uh india is pissed about what Kerry has said calling them a challenge uh they said Kerry's comments are unwarranted and unfair. The attitude of some of the developed countries is a challenge for the Paris conclusion. Not in the habit of taking any pressure from anybody else is India, according to this guy. Uh, Arvind Subramian, uh, he said this smacks of uh, carbon imperialism, and such imperialism on the part of advanced nations could spell disaster for India and other developing nations. So any time uh, people aren't caving in, to the third world agenda, all they have to do is throw out imperialism and, uh, and we quickly cave.
1: It'll probably be successful here too, because it always is. And usually these, I mean, what usually happens at these climate conferences, however, is a bunch of nothing. Because countries don't actually. I'm worried do. about this one though, because this is the last chance. It's this always is our last chance. It's chances. always the last
0: chance, Patton. Well, only, but only Copenhagen every, was also only every our time. last chance, yeah. Only every time. Only every time. And Kyoto so was not also our last chance. no more than every time. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been more than all
1: times. It's just all times. Well, remember, we we're 500 days away from climate, climate chaos, chaos, which passed about 100 days ago. <laughs> was it 100 days? Because I thought it was actually lining up to essentially the beginning of this process. Because I, no, know, it
0: actually, it, we, we passed it a couple of months yeah. ago. Um, so
1: right no, I definitely did but leading up to Paris it was leading up to Paris, which yeah, is the, I was. would say, you know, what, uh, what they see is this big solution. The Economist came out with a big piece, though. I mean, Economist is, you know, not uh, not conservative, not not a conservative publication. It's not the National Review. It's not. the no. Blaze. Um, well, it's not also a hardcore leftist. Uh, publication either, it, you know, it, well, I'd say it's fairly respected, yeah, well, very respected. And, I think. Um, and, and, and but sometimes we'll fair. They, they like free markets more than most communists, um, y- yes. but they're not exactly. You know, it's not Ted Cruz you're talking about. So to right. put that in perspective. But what they were saying is not that global warming wasn't a huge issue. And they all they're on board with all that. But there's what they keep saying here is this isn't working. These things where you're trying to limit emissions of countries. This, right. this sort of meeting so where we all work. discuss this does not work. <laughs> yeah. And when you need some sort of new approach. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, at least Case that's... Case in point.
0: Y- Case in point. As I put on my uh, Facebook uh, post over the weekend on, on this very issue. They are trying to keep the warming to an extra 2 degrees Celsius over the next 100 yeah. years. The changes everybody's already agreed to. That we said, okay, we're going to do everything we can to keep it to a two-degree Celsius move, which is about uh, three degrees or so Fahrenheit. The changes we've made will result in a 2.7 to three-degree increase Celsius, so 3.6 to four degrees Fahrenheit over the next hundred years. So everything we've already done still not enough, and oh yeah. And at two degrees Celsius, they say it's catastrophic and irreversible. Mm -hmm. So everything they've done to combat this has done nothing. In fact, less than nothing makes the problem no better in their eyes. And we still wind up with catastrophic, irreversible climate change that kills us all. So, so why, why waste the trillions of dollars? Why, mm. why continue down this path yeah. when it's so
1: foolhardy, stupid, and we can't change our climate? Which they say. I mean, because they will say to scare you that it's irreversible at this point or we're about to cross the line of, of it being mm-hmm. irreversible. And that there's nothing we well, can do. Well, they can't
0: do. say irreversible right
1: now. Because
0: then people will
1: demand that they stop spending $10 trillion You'd a think. year. Right. But right? When, you say, when you talk about something being irreversible, like there's a hurricane coming towards your house, right? Yeah. That might be irreversible. We can't stop it necessarily. Or, you know, at least we can't. Uh, we, there's nothing we can do that's sensible to stop it, right? Like we could mm-hmm. theoretically move to another country. Or it whatever. still doesn't stop the hurricane. It doesn't stop the hurricane. You're it's just still, not there when it coming, happens. Right. So what do you do in those situations? We move to another planet. no. Right we go to Mars no and you don't you don't rework the climate system to try to stop the hurricane you adapt to it yeah. you maybe prepare yourself maybe you call my patriot supply maybe uh, you know you uh, maybe it, you it, build concrete encasements right maybe you have a storm shelter maybe you have mm-hmm. uh, a, a uh, over and this is not something you do with the hurricane on the way but you would build flood walls you do things that when you see uh, uh something coming your way you're able to adapt to it and it's great if you have trillions of dollars laying around that you mm-hmm. didn't spend on things that wouldn't solve the problem to be able to adapt to that so even if they're hundred percent right with the science which of course over time we've shown they are not but even if they are the proper way to attack something like that would be to adapt to it as you go and understand the real world ramifications of what's happening do you know that in 1906 galveston texas
0: 1906, raised the level of their city either... It was something like 13 or 17 feet. They raised the city like almost 20 feet to uh, stop the next hurricane from doing what it had done in 1900, kill, which was killing six to 9,000 people.
1: And it wasn't one of the worst natural disasters in our history. It
0: was the worst American disaster, natural disaster in history. And and they in 1906 took ch- ch- took uh, the opportunity to adapt and had the technology and the wherewithal to do it in 1906 we don't have that same ability today yeah. to a- adapt to make certain changes to prepare for whatever's coming whatever the sun and the atmosphere have in store for us i mean it's it's madness that we're headed down this road
1: yeah absolute madness uh, you know, I'm looking at the Galveston thing, it looks like um, it was, was it thirteen It was 17? five feet, and they ro- they made it rise to seventeen feet. So 17, seventeen feet is the number you're remembering. That is. Um, but I mean, that's pretty. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing to do for feet, a, you know, a city. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we had a. Um, uh, we lived in a. Uh, had we done that with New Orleans, Katrina doesn't happen. Right. And you didn't right? need to do it with New Orleans. All you needed to do was shore uh, up the shore up the levees, and levies. actually, it would have been fine. Yeah. Um, you know, the same thing happened in. Um, uh, I believe it was it Holland or something that has done the uh, the, the big flood walls out in the uh, in the uh, in the uh, ocean that is that can protect against it's like locks a locks system or whatever that protects against um, you know huge floods and stuff mm-hmm. because they're pr- particularly susceptible to it um, you know I can give you um, localized I lived in a in a place in Pennsylvania we were one block away from uh, from the river that separates uh, Pennsylvania and New Jersey. And, you know, probably when we lived there, we lived there for about five years. Uh, and uh, in that time, there was about three pretty bad floods where it rained a lot, water comes down, and it goes it goes into these areas where houses are and some businesses are. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it, I can think of two houses right off the top of my head and one business that said, you know what, uh, we're not going to deal with this again. Uh, they just elevated the buildings. So what the the restaurant put a bottom floor in where the restaurant used to be and put the restaurant on the top floor. Now, it had a better view of the river. Um, you had to walk upstairs to get to it. But mm-hmm. next time it flooded, it flooded their basement. And they didn't have the entire restaurant destroyed. Two houses, the house at the bottom of uh, of the road uh, right by my, my house and by their restaurant, actually raised the entire house. And uh, one built a giant, like, raised the ground. So it was like a big hill going up to their house. And so it was higher and not... Uh, uh, you know susceptible to that anymore the other one um, built uh, an extra floor kind of the same way So they're mm-hmm. essentially their basement would flood uh, if it ever did flood um, But and those are basic Actions you can take that aren't like I mean it was yeah. amazing to watch it happen, but it wasn't yeah. like, you know you, cra- can do these yeah, you can do these things if you need to live near water uh, You're going to have to deal with crazy crap like that. It does happen Mm -hmm. and because we continue to move really expensive buildings because they're close to water they're expensive uh and we move them that they're that close to the water you're gonna have to deal with these things it's going to be an ongoing concern for the world
0: and by the way why are they expensive just because they're by water uh because people want to live there there's a huge (laughs) demand (laughs) for the property demand (laughs) this podcast brought to you by my patriot supply did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks what's wrong with you Don't worry, call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440.